it's Sam and Scott from Ship It Studios Premier Wrestling Podcast, Above the Ring. And Sam, let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record their content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. Did you know that it's as easy to use as Zoom, but it gives much higher quality audio and video recordings? Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a platform to put over for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using uh, Riverside.fm. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside.fm. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back once again. Did your SmackDown study for July 30th, 2021, man, I can't, I can't stop singing the praises of this show on Friday nights. I'm telling you, it, it still, it boggles my mind, the difference between what shows on Fridays and what shows on Mondays. I just, I don't understand. It just, it does not make any sense. This is the same company. (laughs) They have equally wonderful talent on both shows, but yet time and time again, Friday Night Smackdown consistently entertains better than Monday Night Raw. And I I don't know. I don't know why. It truly baffles my mind. But this show tonight, man, this crap was hot the whole time. It's just, God, I've missed fans, especially interactive fans. And it's just been so fun to watch. So get into this thing we are one week closer to SummerSlam. it's crazy it's a little over three weeks away and it feels like it feels like this summer is ending so quickly <laughs> but man this showcase this party of the summer live from vegas man Kind of wish I was going. Obviously, it was just not to be, which is fine. It is what it is. We'll definitely make it up once WrestleMania season comes around. That's right. Your boys will be at WrestleMania. And uh, we are looking forward. We are looking forward to that. But that's then. This is now. Friday Night SmackDown kicking off with John Cena. And this man getting one hell of a pop once again. Uh, you know, for for as much as I was with that group that was always just like, oh my God, it's the same stuff from Cena. Uh, we want him to make a heel turn. We want him to do this. We want him to do that. 
but it's after after a while with him being away, it's real nice to see him again. And the electricity that he brings, nobody can play a crowd like Cena can. And it's it's great. <laughs> but he comes in, fires back at Roman for after Roman making his comments last Friday. And I'm telling you, there's there is so much missionary talk right now in, in wrestling, it's it's not even funny. So <laughs> see that making a wonderful, wonderful joke out of the whole thing, saying if you could find somebody with Missionary, who's made it entertaining for the past two decades, you keep them because that's special. <laughs> um, basically, he kind of runs down Finn a, a smidge, saying how Roman's ducking, ducking him because he's choosing to accept the challenge from Finn Balor when it should be him and Roman. But we'll see what happens. We do get a very interesting twist to this segment. About halfway through, Baron Corbin shows up. And when I first saw him, I was like, oh, man. Like, Corbin, like, every week has just been getting worse and worse and worse. His shirt with more stains. Uh, He's talking about more things not working, including his um, ability to... uh, well, let's just say his wife left, took the kids because he could no longer um, <clears throat> perform to his best ability. So um, the man is is on the outs. It's it's pretty bad to see, you know, after losing his crown to Nakamura. And I'm not going to lie, Corbin's been killing this. It's been outstanding to see people... People had been shitting on him for so long for how stale everything he was, what he was doing. And being a big Corbin fan myself, even towards the end, I was getting a little like, all right, I understand it's King Corbin thing, but it's like, we need something fresh. Well, we have something fresh from Corbin and people love it. The crowd just antagonizes him still, which he deserves after being pretty much the biggest jerk in all of wrestling for the last eight years. So, I mean, karma does come around. But he requests help from Cena. And Cena being the good guy he is, asks the crowd if if he should help Corbin. Obviously, the crowd took that as their chance to be like, ah, no, you will not. (laughs) Um, but seeing to be the good guy that he is, tries to help out Corbin, giving him some money. Corbin, unfortunately, did not take that and be thankful for it. He kind of scoffed at seeing the saying, that's it. That's all you got. You're, you're Hollywood. You have so much money. And this is all you can do, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And starts to run him down. Well, Mr. Corbin, that's where you made your, your fatal mistake. Um, John didn't really seem too fond of his attitude, so John adjusted it for him. (laughs) Um, a fantastic opening segment. Uh, 
I really appreciate them. It's it's while I do enjoy a match to kick off a show, when you have a well executed opening promo segment like this one was, it really, really works well. Uh, there was also plugs for Suicide Squad as Corbin tried to convince John that he would be a great stunt double. Uh, okay. <laughs> but hey, it is what it is. After that, we went right into our opening contest of the night. It was Jimmy Uso taking on Rey Mysterio. And lately, the Usos have been getting the better of the Mysterios, especially with one Us helping out the other, using their feet during pinning opportunities, getting the win. Well, all's fair in love and war. Same thing happened, only in reverse. This time, Dominic using his feet to hold Ray down as he's pinning Jimmy Uso. So, this will continue. Obviously, I'm assuming they're probably going to have their rematch at SummerSlam, which is fine. It's nice to tie up things. I'm glad that WWE is starting to go back to their champions, get some type of rematch. Um, but it's not blatantly obvious. It's like they kind of have to work for it and keep going. Um, but yeah. So we move on from that. And we go right next to Bianca Belair, our SmackDown Women's Champion, coming out to the ring to tell us what's next for the EST of WWE. But for, unfortunately, before she can get too far, both Carmella and Zelina Vega come out, basically making challenges, stating that they should have title shots. And Vega making a very interesting case, saying that she's the one who deserves it the most. But, you know, there's there's this person in, in the back. Uh, her name is uh, Liv Morgan, um, who's beat both y'all, but... Ever since Marty in the Bank, she has been on television, and I feel like that's a bit of a crime. So if I have one negative thing to say about SmackDown is that they've kind of just dropped the ball with Liv again since Marty in the Bank. Like she should at least come back and try to regain her momentum, but they haven't they haven't done anything. But I digress, I get off my soapbox, back to the segment. So at first Bianca actually accepts Zelina's challenge and then gets jumped by Carmella. Selena jumping in as well. And they're beating down the champ when we get yet another surprise return. The boss, Sasha Banks, makes her triumphant return, running down to the ring, attacking both Carmella and Selena Vega, coming to the aid of the champion. Now, of course, knowing their history from WrestleMania and their epic match to close out night one, <clears throat> everybody and their mom <laughs> thinking, all right, Sasha's going to turn. Sasha's going to attack her. It's just obvious. But no, <clears throat> ends in all hugs. Everything seems good. And I'm like, all right, so we got the mutual respect thing going. Okay, I can, I can dig that, I guess. There was then a tag match that was made for our main event. It would be Carmella and Selena Vega taking on the women's champion, Bianca Belair, and Sasha Banks. So it's nice to see the ladies once again in main eventing. 
especially for of that caliber. But before we get there, we ended up having ourselves a 24-7 championship match as Reginald was taking on a mystery opponent. We didn't know who it was going to be until the Alpha Academy's music hit. And I was like, ooh, is this going to be Otis? But no, it ended up being Chad Gable. So I was like, okay, interesting choice here. I kind of figured it would be Otis, and Otis would have would have squashed Reggie, and it would have been done. Speaking of saying that, Reginald no longer wants to be called that. He wants to just be called Reggie. So it sounds like we once again have had a name change. But that's fine. Reggie works. Reginald seems too uptight anyways for a wrestling game, who, who for a wrestler who's not uptight. <laughs> um, his athleticism is... is Absolutely insane still. Um, I actually really thoroughly enjoy watching him on a weekly basis. I'm glad that he's in a he's in a good spot now. Um, separating from Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler has actually been probably the best thing for his career. <laughs> so the match starts, and of course, Chad's just being the technical masterpiece that he is. But he can't really get a whole bunch of Reggie. Reggie keeps bouncing around and flipping and everything else. And he kind of held his own. Uh, he even got to the point where he was about to pin Chad. And Otis then decided to get involved, causing the DQ. Tried to throw Reginald out of the ring. And Reggie decided to make, turn it into a flip. Gets out, gets his championship, and does his backflips. Towards the towards the entrance ramp, so an unsuccessful title opportunity for Chad Gable and another success for Reggie. So we'll see what happens. Um, I kind of expected more people to attack, but they didn't. Um, Reggie also had this interesting promo in the beginning, talking about his his life uh, when he was younger, saying that he always needed to have his head on a swivel and how being 24-7 champion is pretty much the exact same thing. But they give you all that information, but yet there was nobody to attack him after the fact. So uh, a little bit of a missed opportunity there, I think. But, hey, it is what it is. Um, it's actually, I think, Reggie being 24-7 champion will be almost as entertaining as our truth I say almost because... Our truth holds a special place when it comes to that 24-7 championship. And I'd also have to say that Drake Maverick would be right up there with him as well. Like, if you guys remember when the 24-7 championship came to be, the first, like, couple of months, it was literally our truth and Drake Maverick chasing after truth. If you guys haven't seen those videos, I, I recommend you guys going back and looking that up. It, it's probably some of the most entertaining things. And there's just short bits. They're little segments, and they're, they're really fun to watch. Um, so I wish they would kind of go back to that a little bit, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, but I'm thinking that with Reggie, we could have some very interesting circumstances when it comes to that. Um but yeah. <laughs> so after that, 
We shifted gears, went to a Universal Championship contract signing between Roman Reigns and Finn Balor for SummerSlam. Boy's going to put some pen to paper. And, of course, after Finn comes out, the Universal Champion himself comes out and, of course, has to sit at the head of the table because that's where the head of the table belongs. (laughs) So Roman essentially kind of regurgitating what I had mentioned earlier in the, in the podcast, talking about how John's essentially making fun of Finn saying that he's, you know, less of a man and that Roman's accepting this challenge because apparently he's ducking him. Well, Roman's obviously like, no, that's, that's not true, but you know, I'll give you this chance to kind of back out because if you don't, I'll put this whooping on you and you're going to send you back to NXT. Finn responds, well, well, if that's the case, then he would love to go back to NXT as the universal champion once again. Roman able to sign the contract, but some some craziness happens here. Finn goes to sign, but is attacked by Baron Corbin. Corbin taking him to the outside, starts attacking him, puts Finn out of the, you know, out of commission. He then slides in the ring with the contract and looked to be ready to sign it himself, which I was like, oh my God, this is what this is fantastic. What a way to turn everything around. But, lo and behold, another swerve. John Cena runs out to the ring, attacks Corbin yet again, and then takes the contract with a nice big old blue Sharpie, signs the contract. And I'm like, I've watched wrestling for 30 plus years, and I have never once seen something like that happen with a contract signing. I applaud them for this because you always see the same things. There's a brawl. Somebody goes through the table. Yeah, it's just the same old, same old garbage. Most it's like 99% of the time. Sometimes you get those really serious ones where they're staring in each other's eyes and they're going to about to commit murder against one another. And those are good too, because you can tell how serious the moment is, but, to have something crazy like this happen, such a unique swerve. I really appreciate stuff like that. It's not too often that I'm really like kind of taken aback by something like that. Uh, I love, I, I just love seeing it. So it again, it's just another, another, you know, feather in the cap. Of SmackDown doing a great job. So naturally, after that whole thing, we go to commercial. We come back. Adam Pierce and Sonya Deville with the contract walking towards, you know, their office. And Paul Heyman stops them and goes, wait a minute, wait a minute. I, I, you know, there's a problem here because the name on the contract says Finn Balor, but the signature is John Cena. It doesn't match. This can't actually hold up, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And Adam Pierce just kind of looks at him and goes, well, um, John Cena did sign this, and that's good enough for me. And Sonya effectively shuts Paul down, stating that this match will happen at SummerSlam. John Cena will challenge the Universal Champion Roman Reigns for that Universal title. And I'm, I love how we got here. 
It's going to be a great match. I don't think Cena honestly has a chance, to be honest with you. Um, this is just further building Roman to be the mega champion that he's going to be. Um, steamrolling towards WrestleMania, whether he faces The Rock, which if I get to see Roman and The Rock go one-on-one, hoo-hoo. Oh, it's going to be, that's going to be just, that's going to be so good. But again, like I said, that's in April. This is now. We have our, probably our main event of SummerSlam right here. Roman, yeah, Roman taking on John Cena. Some good stuff. After that, we had six-man action. Cesaro, Biggie, and King Nakamura took on and defeated Dolph Ziggler, Robert Roode, and Apollo. Interesting note here, Shinsuke Nakamura pins the Intercontinental Champion, Apollo. So, yes, I know a lot of people like to complain when the champions get pinned, and yes, I can agree with that on some extent, but... If this leads to a Nakamura-Apollo feud, I'm all for it. It also gets Apollo away from Big E. Big E can continue to wait in the background after after SummerSlam happens. Maybe it's his time to attack. Maybe he waits toward, you know for the Rumble. Maybe. And this would be a fantastic maybe. He waits until after Roman and Cena happens. And then strikes. Another WrestleMania cash-in could be epic. Could also lead to Roman retaining against Big E, which would also be very anticlimactic for a lot of people. But it would still continue to further how ridiculously good Roman is. Now... I don't. I don't know which one I'd rather see. <laughs> it's got to be good. Um, I also like the fact that Seth Rollins clearly making his name known that he wants a shot attacking Edge tonight as well, which is also something that they did off camera. We went to commercial break. We come back and Cole and, and Pat McAfee talking about how during the commercial Edge came out. Um, Seth came out and attacked Edge, took him out, and then Seth with a, like a seething promo in the ring talking about how he's the heir to the Universal Championship. It's it's good. Roman has champion uh, Roman has contenders coming out of the woodwork, and that's how it should be. People, you know, scratching and clawing and ready to destroy. Or yet destroyed by Roman Reigns. So Roman's got himself lined up for a long time, which is great. Can't really say the same thing on Raw, which is unfortunate. But it is what it is. After that, we then shifted gears to our main event of the evening. So women's tag matches Carmella and... Selena Vega took on Bianca Belair, the SmackDown Women's Champion, and the returning Sasha Banks. Great match between all four ladies. Mella eventually taps out to Sasha and the Bank statement. Sasha and the champ win, start celebrating in the ring. 
And then lo and behold, those true colors are shown once again. As Sasha Banks attacks Bianca Belair, taking her out with a backstabber. How fitting. Then puts her in the bank statement multiple times and the champ tapping out. So Sasha is back and I'm guaranteeing you this obviously will be the WrestleMania rematch come SummerSlam for your SmackDown Women's Championship. It's going to be great. If it's anything like their WrestleMania match, this could this could be I would I hate to say it won't be the best match of the night because I honestly believe that Roman and Cena are going to put on a clinic and it's going to be ridiculous. But this could easily slide into the number two slot of the night. So I'm excited to see how 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 this goes. And now that Sasha is back, we'll have a couple weeks to build. I'm sure Sasha will come out next week to explain her actions because they always have to do that type of segment. <laughs> But guys, like I said, this SmackDown tonight was fantastic. Looking forward to next week already. Can't wait to see what happens as we slide day by day closer to SummerSlam. And guys, if you don't already, please follow us on Twitter at media underscore bedlam. You can find us on Facebook, on Instagram, and on YouTube as Bedlam Media. You can find myself pretty much everywhere, Scotty G Stream, and you can find this podcast on pretty much every podcasting platform out there. If you guys listen to a platform that we are not on, let us know. We'll add ourselves to it. So that way you can do your one-stop shopping and add a little bit of to your day. Guys, once again, thank you so much for listening. We truly appreciate you guys and all the support. Have a wonderful weekend. Have a great next week. We will see you Tuesday uh, Tuesday morning for your raw review. Most importantly, though, guys, please, please don't forget to join the bedlam. Have a good night. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.